point a finger, this shit can't die. These niggas hate, these niggas plot. Ooh, we got money, I'm running this wallet. You say you a killer, little nigga stop it. In the shootout, your gun was dropping. You really a This is the Last Word Podcast. I'm Steve Artabello. Hi, I'm Angela Lippa. And you can find us on Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, any of your favorite podcatchers. You should be able to get access to us. Yes. You know? We hope we hope so, and we hope that you subscribe. Like. Like. Leave us, leave us a rating, five stars, mm, you know? We're here for the people. Exactly. We're here for the people. We've been here for the people since day one. We give the people what they want, and hopefully it's good sports talk. And with that, right off the hop, something kind of important happened. We've been talking about the Colin Kaepernick lawsuit, and mm-hmm. we talked about the Colin Kaepernick Nike ad. We we kind of been kind of since the beginning of the podcast. It's yeah. been tied into there. Over the weekend, Colin Kaepernick and the NFL. Well, Eric Reed was involved in the lawsuit as well, although Eric Reed is still playing. And he, he got a contract too from the Carolina Panthers. He got resigned as re-signed, well. Yeah, he had got. They originally signed him uh, when he was. Well, it appeared to be being colluded against. Favorite word, collusion. If you've watched the league, you understand where we're coming from with this. Rucks in and collusion, great. It's fantastic. But what had happened is the suit was settled out of court. There was a non-disclosure agreement that had to come with this. So Kaepernick, um, his attorneys, Eric Reed, they all had to sign a non-disclosure, meaning that they cannot talk about this case anymore. So even if there's been talk that, you know, guys, maybe Kaepernick gets back into the league, Eric Reed is in the league. Mm-hmm. They will be asked about this. They are they are now legally not allowed to talk about it. Why that's significant? The estimated payment that Colin Kaepernick is going to get out of this suit is between sixty and eighty million dollars. And the reason that's significant is because if you're gonna pay that much money. You got something. You got shit to fucking hide, right? That's that's what it is. You're you're hiding bodies. You're hiding forms. You're hiding receipts. You're hiding emails. Emails. Text messages. You're dumping everything. Like it's after. Like it's just before Valentine's Day, and you have zero money in your fucking bank account. <laughs> that's basically what it is. And Colin Kaepernick had a, a very unique situation. Something. No real player has been able to do because of the situation that had happened where he got blackballed by the league and the owners and the Mm -hmm. teams because I'm not the biggest Colin Kaepernick fan, the football player. I'm talking about the football player, the guy who's on the the field. The 49ers. No, no, I know what you mean. The guy who physically played the game. Yeah. He is not my – I always thought he was just a flash-in-the-pan player. But if you're telling me that, hey – You can't be a backup quarterback somewhere. There are some really bad starting quarterbacks in the NFL. Oh, yeah. We saw that especially two years ago when this whole thing started with how bad some of the quarterbacks that were in the league were. And there there was a chance for him to be a, you know, Baltimore Raven. His his girlfriend kind of fucked that up for him when she tweeted out a pic of – the owner basically, oh. like it was a Photoshop f- picture of an owner with Ray Lewis being like the whipping boy almost, like he oh, was a lackey. Oh, Jesus. It was bad. It was real bad. It's I a, mean, don't get me wrong, the NFL. The NFL is a. Like, they got plenty of issues, right? And big. this was a big opportunity. This was a chance to expose 
the owners, expose everything and, and do something that had never been done. And he kind of just took the money and ran. Well, th- this is what's hard for me. Because if I'm in this situation, you're goddamn right I'm taking 60 to $80 million. Like, don't, do not, I don't want anyone to confuse that. Me, if I, if, if you are going to pay me in this lawsuit, and if, if, if the NFL came to me and said, shut up, here's 60 to $80 million, I'm shutting the hell up. Where this becomes sort of an issue that Nike commercial yeah. about sacrificing everything for something you believe in. Mm-hmm. Again, I would take the money. I would. And like anyone who sits here is like, on my moral grounds, I would. It's $68 million. He's making five though from Nike a year. Well, for a normal that- person. So like one of us. Yeah. Someone listening. You're going to take the money. So don't tell me you wouldn't take the money. And yes, he he wasn't employed by the NFL. But yeah, Nike was paying him. Mm -hmm. He's had a lot of opportunities because of, granted, it it cut off his main source of income, which in the NFL would be close to that 60 to $80 million if over a career, right? Even as a backup. Like look what Sam Bradford's made in his career. He's over 100. There was something there. There was clearly something there that made the NFL have to pay him 60 to $80 million. Yeah. There was a skeleton. I don't know if it was no, a no, smoking no, not, gun. Not a skeleton. It is skeletons. It is smoking guns. It is a lot of a lot of plurals there. A lot of issues in the NFL. Because if you watch the movie Concussion, the, the you know it, it shed light onto something that was... You know, kind of brushed under the table, brushed under a carpet, mm-hmm. buried 20 feet under, not six feet under, 20 feet under. That's at the bottom of the sea. Okay. And somebody discovered it. And that was like this. This is this is that type of level of, of like the NFL's like, we can just pay to go, hopefully go, let this go away. And probably, who knows what the initial offer was of money, but... Th- for a guy like Colin Kaepernick, making five a year, trying to be this social the the social injustice person, standing up for people's rights, standing up for everything, you know, taking basically falling on the sword for a lot of for a lot of other people, being the first to really take a knee, and to kind of take the this road out when you could have exposed everybody, and you, it, I want to know what they found. That's where this comes down to. Well, I believe there are teams because there's there was something there had to for them to pay that kind of money. Yeah, and again, the NFL has so much money it's not even funny, and they can throw money at stuff just to make it go away so they don't have to talk about yeah. it, right? That being said, no one likes to throw sixty to eighty million dollars plus the legal fees of this. Yeah. So that was what made most sense, which means there was clearly something that could have been exposed, and it's not going to be. So, that's the thing. We'll never know. And this would have been groundbreaking because it would have been. Would it have? Cha- Here's the thing, though. This is this is also what I what I kind of struggle with. Would it have really changed anything? Probably not. Maybe not right now. But you can imagine with an impending 
CBA contract expiring, that there would have been some. There, this would have well, been a could big have, top. It, it could have been, and the the big issue though is because it's so much of what could have been. We don't know because a lot of times too, like the information can come out, the owners could look horrible, but they could still technically win the lawsuit and not have to pay Colin Kaepernick anything. Yeah. So I can understand where. Especially his lawyer looks at this and is like, yeah, all this stuff, we'll air them out, but you're not going to get anything out of it. So again, I would take the money. I don't want, like, I. you're going to give me this kind of money? Cool. Not only will I not say anything, I'll tell whatever goddamn story you want me to tell. But that's where it's a little different because of the figure that he had become. Yeah. Because of what he was standing for, because of that goddamn nike commercial that we stood behind so like that was awesome yeah with serena williams and alfonso davies and then it caps off with him it was it was perfect it was a well the probably the best commercial i've ever seen yeah just everything that and in terms of timing it. the yeah. only thing that the second thing to that in terms of timing mm-hmm. is another nike commercial and this one was pure dumb luck when the Bo Nose commercial aired directly after Bo hitting a home run in the All-Star game. Yeah. Like, they, he hit a home run and they had to cut to commercial. I don't know why they would have cut to commercial. Nowadays, someone hits a home run, you watch the whole home run trot. Yeah. But that was the thing. They cut to commercial and that ha- this wasn't actually, like, arranged by Nike. That was the scheduled commercial. So that was pure dumb luck, whereas this one had so much behind it. It was, it was so good, mm-hmm. right? And it had the timing. See, and it's a little different now. It is a little different. And now, you like for Colin Kaepernick, what's really next for him? And one more thing. If you don't know, me and Andrew are white. So I don't know. Two giant like, mozzarella this is, balls. This is the thing, though. Like I can't speak for Colin Kaepernick. No. I can say, though, I would have taken the money because <laughs> I would want the money. But there's so many different social issues that neither of us can really even get into depth yeah. about because we know them at arm's length. Mm-hmm. We know them from what we see, not from what we experience. Yeah, we've never experienced what some people have to go to, and we know we we do recognize that there are wrongs do wrongdoings. Like, oh god, and, it, and like we talk about, like that the states is messed up, and like uh, we talk about Canada being great. There's issues here too. Yeah. There's plenty of issues. Mm-hmm. I mean, hell, you see on the news all the time. Yeah. Last year, there was a kid who basically went blind because a cop beat his eye out. Yeah. White cop, black kid. It happens all over mm-hmm. the world. So we can't give you the proper, we like, because we can't step into those shoes. Mm -hmm. But it just, again, I would take the money. I don't really have a problem with what happened. It's just what it could have been. And again, that's me talking from like arm's length. Like I can't, I cannot get into Colin Kaepernick's shoes because I, I just can't. There are experiences that he had to grow up with that I just never did. It's just, that's, you know what I mean? That's just the way it is. So we'd like to get more in depth about it. We'd really like to suss out the topic, but we can't because we can, from what we see, this is what we feel. Yeah. I would have taken the money. He might get a job. There's talks that New England Patriots, Rob, Bob Kraft might, they might be, and might I know be the they've backup. Had, I know they've had an affiliate, like a, not affiliation, I don't even know, like an affection towards Colin Kaepernick because I guess Bill Belichick, for for Belichick? Bill Belichick loves everyone that likes to just, that likes to stick the finger at the league and tell them where they can go and does stuff on their own terms. And realistically, 
He's better than Brian Hoyer. And he's going to be better than anyone that they could potentially draft this year. So it actually does, makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense to bring him in. And he's not going to play. He's behind Brady, so you can get him back into football shape. And, and Brady's old. so there's. And do you think Robert Kraft is going to give a F about paying the fine or anything if he's kneeling during the national? He's not going to give Robert a Kraft f- is literally going to be like, here you go. Here's the money. I don't care. Yeah. I, I know. I know what I know. Robert Kraft will be down there Robert, with the money. He'll Robert, be at the league office with yeah. his meet with the Meek Mill Champions chain, which yeah. he's still wearing. <laughs> He'll be there at the league office. Like, how much you boys need? All right. <laughs> <laughs> licks the licks the pen. He's like, all right. How much? Here you go. Take it. Honestly, Robert Kraft might be on the straight cash homie thing at this point. Oh, guaranteed. <laughs> guaranteed. But it would make sense if. That that is one destination. There's a lot of teams that can use backup quarterbacks. I don't know. Maybe one in Green Bay would be not, not a bad idea. They can use a quarterback of you know some value that could, if Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, that can step in and isn't going to be a complete lost puppy back there. Exactly. There, and, and because he can move, like they're they're probably they would probably run it with Sonny Michelle more than anything, but because Colin Kaepernick can get out of the pocket and run around a little bit, yeah. as a backup quarterback, that's even better. Mm-hmm. Because you saw what happened with Lamar Jackson. He didn't really need to throw. They just went, screw it, we'll run the ball. And no one has seen this, so no one will be able to game plan for yeah. it, and we'll be able to roll. You don't think Bill Belichick could do that for two or three games if Tom got hurt or yeah. something? No, oh, they can. They they perfectly can. They're perfectly Hell, well executed to do it. McDaniels did it with Tebow. No, he didn't do it with Tebow. He wasn't around for Tebow. Wasn't he the coach of Denver for Tebow? Mm-mm. Was that Josh? Was that uh, Adam Gase? No, Adam Gase was. The, no, Joshua was Daniels was the head coach. No, and Adam Gase was the offensive no, coordinator. No, because he drafted him. He never got to the playoffs with him. It was, I believe, it was. Uh, might have been John Fox. Look this up. I almost guarantee you, it was. Um, what year was that? Twenty fifteen. It was. It would have been McDaniel's as the head coach, and it would have been Adam Gase as the offensive coordinator. We're looking this up in live time, people. Sorry. We're going to just, you know, th- we have more breaking news, by the way. Once we, we further get into this podcast, um, we had something happen literally just as we were recording and it kind of, Steven It's kind of massive and we were setting it up and there was a bit of a pause there because we were trying to communicate like, to each um, other that it was happening. Did this really happen? Yeah. Is it happening? It's and the happening. money details have come out too, which is going to be really interesting. Oh, buddy. Because he got paid. As he, well, he should. Oh yeah, but have you? I don't even know if you've seen the dollar amount yet. I have not. Oh, it's good. Is it bad? Uh, okay, it's the 2011 Denver Broncos. <laughs> I'm pretty I just sure. Wish, you... I, honestly, I should have pulled up the. Uh, no, John the Fox prices, was right. John Fox oh, it was, was John right. Fox. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. So I'm wrong. I knew it was Josh. So McDaniel. we just edit all this out. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's part of the show. All right, we had to look something up, but no, it if he's. If he happens to be in in New England or really any other team, there's all teams that can use a nice backup quarterback. Because guess what? Quarterbacks get hurt. Mm-hmm. I'd say Miami, but he kind of pissed people off in Miami, so I don't think he's going to be going there by wearing a Fidel Castro shirt. Not too smart. He's not the brightest guy in the room. Not the brightest. Not the brightest bulb in the world. Anyways. I don't even think it was a, I think it was a Che Guevara shirt, to be fully honest. But anyways. Whatever. It wasn't very bright. Onto the NBA very quickly. The All Star Game happened. It happened. It gonna, existed. Do you want to mention the other thing in the NFL? That's other happened. Oh yeah, you're. You know what? Before, before we get on to the uh, the NBA here, Ange, 
let you take the floor here on it, your boy. I guess it's the end of an era. It's the end of a, uh, the end of an era in, in Pittsburgh with AV. all the bees are gone. No, Except for Ben. No, the the Ben is there and Boo 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 and Vince Williams. Vince Williams, Boo Boo Smith Schuster. Does that work? Boo Boo? No. Juju? No. Come on. No. Worth a shot? What about Booju? No. Juju. Your your kicker? Boswell? <laughs> Boswell might be on the outs. Let Bell. <laughs> Antonio Brown. Can I tell you something? I might be the craziest Steeler fan cuz I'm a little crazy. They might actually because when they trade Antonio Brown, they might actually end up dra- they might actually pick up the like pick up Bell's contract. But who are we talking? We're talking about Antonio Brown. Uh today, AKA AKA um was he Big Chest? Mr. Big Chest. Mr. Big Chest. He wants to be known as Mr. He no longer wants to be known as AB. He wants to be known as Mr. Big Chest. So Mr. Big Chest, it's been fun. I appreciated you in fantasy. I'm trading your ass, by the way, because where are you going? I don't know. Probably not to a team with a quarterback. Because if the Pittsburgh Steelers get to choose where you're going to go, they're not going to send you. Teams are like, people are talking to the media like, we're gonna, they're going to trade to New England. It's like, the Pittsburgh Steelers are competing with the Patriots. Why would they ever trade him to the Patriots? And number two, is he a Bill Belichick guy? No. Yeah, I can't see Mr. Big Chest fitting in with the Patriots okay. way. Facebook Live during it. Imagine oh, that. Imagine he caught Bill on Facebook Live talking in the locker room. Okay. All right. <laughs> you think you're going to get where you, you don't get to choose where you get to go? Pittsburgh's going to choose where you get to go. And if you think Pittsburgh's cold, oh boy, you should go to Buffalo. Oh. <laughs> it's ice cold there. Not no disrespect to the great people of Buffalo and the great city of Buffalo. Make fantastic chicken wings. But careful what you wish for, Mr. Big Chest. Careful. <laughs> okay? Look, I don't deny that Mr. Big Chest is one of the best wide receivers. In the- oh, I'm going all I'm going all in. <laughs> That he is one of the best wide receivers in football. I, I will maintain that. Yes, he's, he's a great, great wide receiver. But it's going to be a lot different when you don't have Ben Roethlisberger throwing you the ball. Because I mentioned this in previous podcasts. When other quarterbacks not named Ben Roethlisberger start for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Antonio Brown doesn't get the ball. Because mm-hmm. what does Ben do? Ben gets separation. Yeah, exactly. He makes the right play call. Everything works with Ben back there. And now you're going to go to a team, probably not with a, with, a, with a quarterback who's that good. Probably a team that's not that good. Yeah, you know, Mr. Big Chest, you and Mr. Rooney, you guys aired the differences and agreed that maybe it's time to move on. And yeah. But careful what you wish for. Because I've seen this before. Not to this extent. This is like... Pfft, this is next level. This is next level shit. But I've seen this. The guys that think they leave Pittsburgh for greener pastures. The wide receivers who happen to leave. The wide there. receivers who have happened to leave. Now, Emmanuel Sanders left and he got to play with Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. So he got a Super Bowl. So, yeah. He left for greener pastures. He was pretty green over there. Mike Wallace, though. He left for the Miami Dolphins. How'd that work out for him? He's bouncing around now to different teams. It's Antonio Holmes. He went to the the league. (laughs) Out of the league. You know? 
had historic catches for the Steelers. Was an MVP. He's gone. Wide receivers. Super Bowl MVP. Super Bowl MVP. Wide receivers in the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're very interchangeable. Some guys stay a long time. Hopefully, Juju, this doesn't happen to him. Juju, this is a message to you. Don't have Drew Rosenhaus as your agent, please. Don't <laughs> hang out with T.O. And don't hang out with Chad Johnson. Go work out with, I don't know. Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen. Actually, no, no, no. Work out with Julio and Nuke because they don't say anything and they are ridiculous. Yeah. They are, the, to, like, the top of my mind is two of the best receivers in the game. Yeah, those are the only, like... Especially two. considering Nuke never had a quarterback until Desha- like until half a season yeah. of Deshaun Watson and then this year with Deshaun Watson we had no offensive line. Yeah. Look, I and I and I don't deny that Mr. Big Chest is is <laughs> one of the best wide receivers, but love that name. It's so dumb. If the Montreal Canadiens, I'm going to use as an example here, got rid of the noise in the room, got rid of the attitude problems in the room, and they've succeeded. They also got rid of a lot of talent and screwed that up along the way. You, you are you telling me you would still do PK for Shea one no, for one? No. But Max Pacioretty clearly was a problem. That was one, though. Like they traded, and they Alex Galchenyuk. They traded like half the team and kept saying it was a a locker room issue. Well, there's really only three players that were the locker room issue, and the coach too. The coach was coach was the coach had a lot to do with yeah, it. Yeah, you traded your best player to appease a coach you fired in the same season. Yeah, trust me. I know. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> but the noise in the Steelers' locker room is too loud to ignore. And you know what? Yeah, Ben Ben does criticize coaches. He criticizes players. He criticizes a lot of people. But at the end of the day, too, he does win football games. Yeah. He's got two Super Bowls. And without him, really, the offense doesn't go. At the end of the day, you stick Landry Jones back there. Mm. You got no success. Yeah, it's not good. Josh Dobbs, not success. <laughs> Can't go good stick luck. Mason Rudolph back there. He's still green. So... We'll see where he goes. We'll see what the Steelers get. I hope they get a decent amount. And Pittsburgh, this is what you're going to do. Draft a quarterback, then draft a middle linebacker, then draft a wide receiver. Quarterback? Corner, corner, corner. Okay. Corner Just back. making sure. Yeah, yeah, Don't worry. Corner, inside linebacker, wide receiver. Not from Oklahoma named Brown either. Okay. <laughs> to be his cousin. Cool? All right. <laughs> Mr. Big Chest. It's been fun. We'll see where you go. We'll talk about you in probably a couple weeks when you get traded. So now, like I was saying, <laughs> um, real quick on the NBA All-Star game, uh, Jason Tatum hitting that, like the half-court three to beat Trey Young was super cool. There was that one really good dunk, Hamadou Diallo over Shaq. The rest of that dunk contest sucked. Can I tell you something? You know what? Joe Harris with like the surprise win over Steph Curry. It's a three-point shoot shooting contest. Yeah. Jason Capono won this one year. If you Jason don't know who Capone. he is, yeah, he played for the Miami Heat. Then they signed to the Raptors because he won the three-point contest. And then he was out of the league. A couple things with the, just quickly with some of these All-Star people. The All-Star games used to be like a showcasing of the talent onto national TV before they had these big TV deals, before there was ever, like, before NBA League Pass. was on live. every night and you had access to it. Yeah. When you could only see the other players from around the league, especially the ones from the conference that your team wasn't in, yeah. was at the All-Star game. That was the whole point of an All-Star game. And the dunk contest, here's my thing with the dunk contest. We only ever get great dunk contests every so often. Exactly. Because... 
You need the right players, the right creative minds. Like, like go back and year, look next year potentially if like if Zion does this. If Zion's it, holy and, and like, shit. Because it because if Zion does it, you might also tr- like LeBron's not going to do it. He's never going to do it. He's going to be 35 you know he's next gonna year. Do it? He'll he do never it in his last no, year. No, 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 because he because then he'll embarrass himself. He'll never do it. He'll mm. never do it. But Giannis has already talked about doing it. And if Giannis does it and Zion and Donovan Mitchell started talking about it right after the All-Star game because he won it mm. two years ago. Yeah. Last, and then this year for some... Or he won it last year. This year didn't compete. But if Giannis is there and Zion and he's going to want... You know what I mean? He's going to want to be there. It's a little different. So it was it was cool and all. And the last five minutes, they actually tried. Like there was a comeback from Team yeah. LeBron, which hasn't actually happened in a couple of years. But generally, it's still an All-Star game. It, it, like... It's it's nice yeah. that it's back to you can watch the last five minutes and it looks like a basketball game and guys are kind of caring and yeah. they're trying to take it's shots fun to see and they're like trying certain, to play a little defense. Like the, the Steph Curry to Giannis, literally like months. Oh, that off the floor, floor yeah. up high. Like that's cool. Like you see that they're at least having fun. And as we said with the NHL All Star Game, it's for kids and sponsors, anyways. Yeah, it don't matter. You don't care. Most of you people that listen to this podcast probably are in fantasy leagues. That's what you care about. You care about your player in fantasy. Okay. Yep. Do I care about my guy being at the All Star break? No. Don't care. It doesn't have any implication on my season. Not at all. So, yeah. Now, on to baseball. Holy shit. Holy, it fucking happened, Steve. We, we were going to talk about Marcus Stroman for a second because he decided to have a little tantrum. But as we were sitting here, Discussing Mr. Big Chest. <laughs> I'm only referring to him for the rest of this podcast until he's off the Steelers as Mr. Big Chest. That's amazing. That's the best. But we both got a an update. Well, we got a about big... a certain major leaguer. Now, not the outfielder. No, 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 not this is the should be third baseman, but he wants to play shortstop. Which I don't know if that's going to be able to happen in San Diego. Probably not. Although the funny thing is, is their number one shortstop prospect is also a dude who's built like Manny Machado, who's like six foot three, six foot like to six foot five, who might have to move over to third at some point, anyways. But whatever, they'll figure that shit out. Manny Machado has signed a ten-year, three hundred million dollar deal with the San Diego Padres. Yeah, because that fucking makes sense. They're the team that waited. The White Sox have been there the whole time. They traded for Manny's brother-in-law. They traded for his 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 hairstylist. One of his best friends. The guy who cuts his lawn on Tuesdays. <laughs> Not Thursdays, because the guy on Thursdays is a little fucking weird. The guy that parks Manny's car. The guy that washes Manny's car. The person that that uh, gives Manny pedicures. And then a Manny. Because, you know, you got to keep the hands in and feet clean. Uh, who else? Um, the guy that carries his bag from his car to his locker. The guy who changes his oil and tires. <laughs> what else is there? The guy that that services his house. The gas. The gas person. The water guy. <laughs> the electrician. The mailman. The, the mailman. Milkman. The milkman. Basically anybody who they, they, Manny had contact with in the last fifteen years of his life. The Chicago White Sox <laughs> tried to bring them in to entice him, yeah. and then at the last second, AJ Preller. <laughs> And San Diego gets involved and decides... What a play. Screw it. Here's all the money. (laughs) Because to be honest, signing Manny Machado for 10 years, he is 26 years old, turning 27. 
this is the first 10-year contract that has made sense since, ironically enough, another shortstop who who actually was transferred to third base later in his career. He did the opposite. Who could it be? Alex Rodriguez. (laughs) And I'm not talking about the Yankee contract he signed. That one did not work out. No, no, no. But the one he signed as a member of the Texas Rangers when he left Seattle, that one worked out. And to be honest, thinking about Manny with the Padres and the farm system they have coming, that's a scary team, man. Because think about this right now. The Padres on their major league roster don't have a ton. Right? You got two first basemen, basically. (laughs) Will Myers and Eric Hosmer. But Will Myers is now back to being an outfielder. Now, Hosmer is weird. Hosmer, if you look at his career, I'm dead serious. He has a good year and a bad year. So he had an amazing year with the Royals. He had a down year with the Padres. Although, if you look at his splits, he hit hit righties really well. He was still a lead against right-handed pitching. He just couldn't hit a lefty to save his life. But again, as weird as this sounds, this has actually been Eric Hosmer's career. Mm. Will Myers, when he's healthy, is pretty good. Yeah. He's all right. You, know, you take him. 100%. Fran Mel Reyes is interesting. See, this is... You have the catcher they just traded for, Mejia, mm-hmm. from the Indian. Very interesting. But then you get into their system. Number one, number one by the way, ranked... On MLB.com. And to be honest, it's not really close. Fernando Tatis. Fernando Tatis Jr. is, if it was not for Vladimir Guerrero Jr., not only would he be the number one prospect, he'd so, well, I guess Eloy's kind of there too. But put it this way, Eloy is basically Vlad. He just plays in the outfield. And Tatis is still above him. Yeah, He's right now the number two. The belief of what Fernando Tatis could be is... Like, the way that people in Toronto talk about Vladdy, Tatis is talked about in a very similar vein. Mm -hmm. Like, that's how good this kid is. But you know what the most interesting thing is about this whole situation? Look at the pitching prospects this team has. Your pitching prospects? Sorry, I lost the page for a second. Chris Paddock, Logan Allen. You have a guy, Cal Cal Quantrill, the Canadian, from a couple years ago. He's not on the top 100 list anymore. Michael Baez, Adrian Moore. Morion, 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 whatever, and Anderson Espinosa. Like they have premium, high-end premium pitching talent. They got some interesting young seven, kids. Seven, seven prospects in the top one hundred. Seven, and that's in the top hundred. Like, think about that. And and teams have a top ten, and usually by the third or fourth guy, you're well off the one hundred. Like Atlanta's really the only other team with. With the, they put eight here, but Ronald Acuna already has played a game. Ronald Acuna is not a prospect. He's not a prospect. He's played so, too much time. So he's, he's not considered. He, a prospect. I, I push him aside. That's why they. No, have, no, no, not even like he. He literally. No, no, played, that's, yeah. no, that's what I mean. Yeah, I, I don't consider him a prospect because he's he's played the time. This this article is a little. It's an MLB article. He kind of got this little. Oh, it's a little old. A little skewed. Okay. It's a little skewed. Even though it's 2019, but we look at Atlanta and we say they're a great up and coming young team, and San Diego's. Building to that moment, and I wonder if Manny looked at it and said, "Do I decide to go somewhere like, let's say, Philadelphia? It's got a decent, 
They got a good young team. Good young team. They might be getting a... Or do I go and play in a park where I'm going to smash... Well, San Diego's a pitcher's park. Not on that short, the short left. It's a little shorter. It's a little shorter. It's easier to get to, I think. For a guy like Manny, he'll, he'll get there. Manny, Manny, though, is park independent. Yeah, like, wow. he's not Aaron Judge, but Manny's going to play no matter what park he's in. The power is No, there. no, he will always play, but he... No, no, like, the power is, like, he's still, like, it, it almost doesn't matter. Like, I, I, I feel that he'll get a little bit, he'll get a little more off that left side. Just, just a he's little a, bit. You mean the left field? Left field. He's right handed. Left, left side. Sorry, I'm talking about the left side. He'll get a little more of those ones that maybe would have died, wouldn't have made it. But to, for San Diego to swoop in and, and do this deal, boy. Do you know what Manny reminds me of on this Padres team when you talk about the Atlanta Braves? Freddie Freeman. The established star who will have the young kids around him. That can learn. Now, the issue, obviously, people are going to talk about what happened with Manny in the playoffs with the Dodgers. He's not Manny Hustle. He's, yeah, sure. he's not Johnny Hustle. And, like, that's one thing, which is kind of stupid when you're in the World Series. Like, I think that would be the time you would hustle. But watching him kick out Jose Aguilar, like, kick it out his, his heels and stuff at first. But, like, that is just some, like, just straight-up douchebag, yeah. like, Bush League bullshit. Right? And that's something Manny's had in his in his arsenal for a little while. Being someone as as you know as a Yankees fan, as I know as a Blue Jays fan, who's had to see Manny in the AL East way too often. Happy he's all the way over to the West oh, and so, in the NL. So happy. happy. Thank God I'm not dealing so with you. So happy. You know, a guy that what about two ninety seven last year, hundred seven RBIs, thirty seven bombs. You know, a slug of five thirty eight. First OPS. over nine hundred OPS. Like he is is going to help this this San Diego team. Now you mentioned a man by the name of Alex Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. You know, Alex did a lot of things in Texas. You know, one thing he didn't do though, win, win. And I wonder if this is sort of on that same line. And then maybe four or five years, we're talking about Manny Machado being traded. I don't know on the type of ticket that he's going to be on now. Like, he, well, again, if he produces the way he he should, if he produces how he should, you know, maybe he wins an MVP. He's got to compete with somebody in that in that NL named Nolan Arenado, who might be sticking around in Colorado for a long time. Yeah, we'll see. There, there's been talks that that extension is being talked about. It's a big fucking deal. <laughs> Ten years, three hundred. Like, oh my god! And you know Harper's going to come in above that. He has to. He exactly. This is what this is what Boris waited for, though. He wanted Machado to sign early. Not earlier than this. He, we wanted him to not sign on fucking Bryce. what day is it? February nineteenth. Yeah, not on February nineteenth. Pitchers maybe, and catchers have already reported. Maybe around like I don't know January. January? Yeah, like around the fifth or sixth. The winter meetings, like. Instead of on February 19th. But, hey, he signed, and it was before Harper. So now Harper's going to go to whatever team that was maybe showing interest. And he says, hey, see what he's making? Okay. Now, change that other zero to a two, and we'll have a conversation the rest of the way. Because every it's going to be like 320 he's going to be making. I have this feeling it's going to be 325. I think I saw a tweet about it. If it's 325, I just have this holy shit, too. 
I, oh I my just, God. It just, I just have this feeling. That it just, just enough. To, you know what I mean? Just yeah. enough. You know what? My kid's not playing hockey. My kid's going to play baseball. So Did your kid have to throw with, with their left hand? Yeah. <laughs> like here. Because you know what? Hey, you throw with your left hand, you might not make $300 million. They have priced it all right. But you could throw 86 and still make the big leagues and have a very long career. That's true. <laughs> so if true. you have a kid that throws with their left hand, you put them in the baseball right now. They're a pitcher. That's it. That's how it works. Well, we have Manny Machado signed. One big name is down. And now Bryce Harper is the other name. But there are some big, big names still remaining. Dallas Keuchel's one of them. Um, Craig Kimbrell. Craig Kimbrell. And we, the best reliever since Mariano. And we and we and we've talked about, you know, off the air what possible destination and a team that we just mentioned, the Atlanta Braves mm-hmm. could potentially they can use a Dallas Keuchel and a Craig Kimbrell and a Craig Kimbrell because guess what they have to have Craig Kimbrell and they can use him again because hey, got a young up and coming team, you're gonna need these things. Dallas Keuchel's a nice fit in that rotation. Doesn't have to worry about shaving his beard. Keeps the beard, or he signs, he resigns back in Houston for whatever. I don't like. So it's, it's, it's like funny. this that's, is ridiculous. That's almost what I. Uh, that's almost what I see happening. Yeah. Some of these, is these guys going back? They just need to figure it out because we're already into spring training. Pitchers and catchers reported. The big names are already down there, getting prepped, getting ready to go, getting ready to work out, and Manny Machado just signed, and Bryce Harper still needs to sign. Yep. The ink isn't even dry on the contract. Has he lifted a weight? Has he lifted a bat? Has he thrown a ball? Has he done anything? Be a little concerned about some of these I guys. Would, these guys do work out on their own. I know. It's not like back in the day where you went to training camp because you were like out drinking and eating all summer and you needed exactly you needed to get into shape. These need, guys are di- like athletes nowadays are completely different. Like they're in I, I shape need to get all into, year round. I need to get into shape so I can get into game shape. Yeah. That's how it usually works. But it, it We've been waiting. We've we've said that we're gonna record one of these podcasts, and one of them is gonna fucking sign. Yeah, it was gonna happen. We actually thought it was gonna happen like right after we finished recording. So it was great that it happened during. Thank the God we don't have to re-record because if we had to re-record, oh my God. Yeah, it would have been that no would have bueno. been painful. No, but anyways, bueno. Next thing, uh, I guess we'll circle back to what's going on in free agency and the potential looming strike. But first, I just want to address some comments made by Marcus Stroman. Not Mr. When Big I Chest? first saw, <sighs> fucking acts like it, <laughs> and I know that like uh, like kind of snide comment you might think I've loved Marcus Stroman as a Blue Jay. Okay, even last year during his really bad season, injuries. You know what I mean? I understood. I made the excuses for him. I like when guys show emotion. I do. There's a difference between being fired up and being in the moment and being a petulant child. The original statement that he released, because he said he wasn't going to talk to the media, just talking about how he wanted a contract, he, he liked being in Toronto, he thought he embodied the city, which we'll get to that in a second. The way he talked about that was just so clueless, it's not even funny. But that he hadn't been offered a contract and he wanted one. and He wanted to be here long term. Do I have an issue with that statement? Not at all. You want to be here. You love the city. Fine. I get it. You're also coming off your worst season of your career at any level. You had a five and a half ERA and a 1.47 whip. That is 
awful. So what are the chances the Blue Jays would tender you a contract that you would actually sign? Probably pretty low. And then what happens immediately after is the Blue Jays front office releases a statement saying, no, they've had ongoing talks with Marcus's agent. He's been offered things before. It just never got anywhere. And then Marcus Stroman, a couple days ago, decides he is going to talk to the media. He is going to get in front of the cameras and then re... re-says his statement, but this time in person. And this time you can see the way he, the faces he's making. You can hear the tone he's using. And he sounds like a six-year-old throwing a tantrum because they didn't get a cookie. And what I'd like to point out, because I like the fact you want to be a Blue Jay and all this other stuff. But to say you embody the city like no one else and it's not something that people are going to come here and do, but it's something that you came... Get off your fucking high horse. Seriously, what was what was that? I'm the only... People don't want to be in Toronto, but I do and I like it. Fuck you. Like, seriously. Like, that was the most just... That was a six-year-old child response to what was going on. And he continued to make it worse as people asked him questions. And then, because why not, he brings up the Vladdy thing, and he's essentially throwing shots at the front office. Because if you could see the smug face he made when he's like, and this is the tone he had. Well, do you want to see Vladdy up? Do you want... Asking different members of the media. Of course I want to see my best team. That's how he was talking. I'm not even putting it like a... I'm not even putting like a, a a spin on the way he was talking. He sounded like that. He sounded like a petulant child. So really, you want to be here. That little tantrum is going to keep you here? No. You know what that tantrum was? That was, get me the fuck out of here. That was him demanding a trade without demanding a trade. That was him saying about how much he loves Toronto so that he can't actually... So he doesn't say the words, trade me out of Toronto... But he laid the gauntlet to the front office. I don't want to be here. Oh, by the way, here's just another real interesting thing before I throw this over to you, Ange. He even decided to try and lump into what's going in free agency into what's going on with the Blue Jays. But you know what name he mentioned? Not Manny Machado before he signed. Not Bryce Harper. Not Dallas Keuchel. Not Craig Kimbrell. He mentioned Carlos Gomez. That's the type of leader that Marcus Stroman wants. Carlos Gomez and his 650, I think it was 658 OPS last year. He can't play defense. But you want his leadership on this team. And then Stroman goes, well, I'm 27 and, and I'll take on the leadership role. But I don't see anyone coming to talk to me. I wonder why people don't want your opinion on how to handle situations. And this is, and like, again, you might, this big blow up, you might think I've hated him all along. Love the dude. Love the swagger. Love the sh- the shoulder shimmy. I love him talking shit when he strikes somebody out. I loved all of it. This, though, I don't love this. Not at all. I think you summed that up pretty good. <laughs> Will he get traded? Probably. At this point, like, here's the funny thing is, like, He's still on this team because they could not trade him for what they believe he's worth. 
because there was plenty of talk about how he was being shopped in the offseason. So they're not going to give you a contract that you think you're worth. But you haven't played up to the contract that you think you're worth. That's the other thing. Well, you know what it is? He's seeing Luis Severino sign. He's seeing Aaron Nola sign. And he's thinking, I want that money. I deserve that money. Newsflash, you're not Luis Severino or Aaron Nola. You're not even necessarily close. You're a good pitcher. But your career best in whip is 1.29. Okay? You are not on the same level. I can go through the rest of his numbers. We can compare strikeouts. We can compare. None of the numbers add up. But he wants to throw a tantrum. I'm sick of it. It'll all be over soon. And if it isn't, well... You can always have nobody. No, you can have somebody. You have Aaron Sanchez. That's the other thing too. Is like Aaron Sanchez, if he returns to he's a I, I honestly think Aaron Sanchez is a legit ace. I never viewed if he can stay healthy. If he can stay healthy. I never viewed Marcus Stroh. Marcus Stroh was a good two. Yeah. Two, three. You know, yes, does his height hamper some things? He pitches in big mo- he pitches better in big moments. Like these are these are facts. Like he does better when the lights come on. Look at what he did in the playoffs when the Blue Jays were in the playoffs in 15 and 16. Look what he did after the torn ACL. <laughs> like I've been there for all of this Stroman stuff. And now I can't be here anymore for it. I can't I can't continue to defend this. When you throw tantrums like a child, I'm cool. Talk your shit when you're doing well. You can strut, you can swagger, do all of that. I love it. I'm about it. Want Make baseball fun again. I want personality. You know what I don't want, though? Mr. Big Chest? I don't want you crying. I don't want you bitching and moaning and acting like a child. Can I tell you what this is all about? Can I, like, thinking about this as you, as you, as you, um, try ranted, to relax. Try to relax. Do you know what this all reminds me? This ta- I'll take you back to... Those Jays teams, before they made the playoffs, before Josh Donaldson was acquired, what did you used to see Brett Laurie do? This. What did you see Jose Batista do? Not of, like this. A lot of arguing, though. Yeah. A lot of arguing. A lot of... Lot of, lot of <laughs> Speaking of Jose Batista, you'd think Marcus Stroman, who's very good friends with Jose Batista, would have learned when Jose Batista tried to do this in spring training... What happened to Jose Batista when he threw a tantrum about wanting money? See you later. Yeah. So, Marcus, just be a little smarter. Okay? You're a smart guy. You understand the game. Okay? Yeah, there'll be a team that'll that'll give you a chance because, hey, they, they look at your past and see that you were a good pitcher. Right now, you're not too you're not doing too good. And you know what you're you're really hurting? You're hurting your ability to get traded by having tantrums like this. You are lowering your value, meaning you're less likely to go. And oh, by the way, the team controls you for two more years. They don't have to do anything with you. Like, I, don't, I, I just don't get what he's trying to accomplish here. Get traded. He's trying to get traded, but he doesn't want to say he wants to be traded because he's a fucking child. What happens when you're friends with Jose Batista? Facts. Here's <sighs> some facts for you. I don't want to 
Anyways, throw that kind of shade on Jose. You want the Mr. Big Chest? <sighs> you can have Mr. Big Chest. It's all yours. No. You sure? No part of him. Okay. Now, real quick, before we move on to the uh, the NL East, because we're going to break down the divisions. Yeah. Tell you what we think is going to happen in them. But before that, real quick, we would talk about free agency. We were talking about the fact that Craig Kimbrell, Dallas Keuchel, they're still out there. Bryce Harper, it sounds like he's going to sign soon. But the other guys, there's a lot of quiet around them. And Rob Manfred came out. And he says that you know they need to they need to get that shine back. They need to just get out there and play baseball, and everything will be good again. And Tony Clark, who's the head of the Players Association, he differed quite a bit in his view of this. Just a little bit. He views it as an, and I quote, "attack on free agency." Oh. Let me just pull this up. As I, 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 I'll say this much: free agency is a joke. They need to. They need to kind of get this thing. The fact that it's February nineteenth and Manny Machado signing today is absolute anarchy. It's absolute stupidity, and baseball can own certain parts of the year. Manny Machado signing should not be on February nineteenth. Should be in December. Bryce Harper should be yep. in December. These are your mega stars. Your young superstars in the game. Bonafide studs. And they're signing in February as teams are already get prepping for spring ball. Not like prepping as in, you know, packing the equipment from up and up wherever they might be and driving down in a big truck. No, no, no. They're already down there. They're already set up. Aaron Judge and John Carlos Stenton are stretching together, hitting BP, having a little fun. Vladdy Jr. is destroying baseball. Destroying poor baseballs who have families. He hit a school okay. behind the, the training complex. I'm getting so Those excited. Those baseballs <laughs> have a family that they have to go home to, and Vlad Jr. is just trying to murder the ball. Those poor, innocent baseballs, they never stood a chance. They didn't sign up for this. What about Stan and Harper back-to-back? Back? Yeah. Or Stan, sorry, Stan and, and, and Judge back-to-back. Jeez. Back. Oh, man. Well, let's just say that uh, Tony Clark... Here, I'll just read you part of the statement. You sound like fighting words to me. Commissioner Manfred's latest comments about his attempts to shift blame and distract the main issues are unconstructive and misleading at best. It's a hell of a start. As players report to spring training and see respected veterans and valued teammates on the sideline, they rightfully, they're rightfully frustrated by a two-year attack on free agency. I don't sound good. Players commit to compete every pitch of every at-bat, every inning of every game. Yet we're operating in an environment in which an increasing number of clubs appear to be making little effort to improve their rosters, compete for a championship, or justify ticket prices. It goes on. There's more. But I figured that was probably the main point because he's essentially saying there's too many teams that don't care about winning. And that's why these veterans are on the sideline. Now, Bryce Harper, Manny Machado, Machado just signed. Harper's about to sign. Kimbrell should have a contract, and so should Keiko. Now, a lot of the other guys aren't getting contracts because, quite frankly, you missed that boat. If you're in your 30s, like Josh Donaldson, you're in your 30s, you've been an MVP. You're ready to cash in. 
because your prime was all under team control, those guys aren't getting paid anymore. So we now we've hit this interesting part in baseball where even Harper and Machado were getting dragged out into February like this. So I get it. There are certain players where like Marcus Stroman's suggestion of Carlos Gomez. Carlos Gomez isn't with a team because he wasn't good enough last year to be with a team this year. But Heichel and Kimbrell should be on teams. But these are guys that are 30. I think 31, actually, both of them. This is not good. We're staring at a strike. Strike will kill baseball again. In fact, it almost did kill baseball. Well, that's the thing. And the worst part about this entire thing is there's already been talks about players walking out during this season. Yeah. Before the CBA expires. Do I think they're going to have much luck with that? No. No. But that does not look good for when the CBA does expire. Baseball and the Players Association are on a collision course here. And it's bad. It's going to end bad. It's not going to end well. It's going to end bad. I can already tell you it's going to end bad. And then what's going to really happen is, yeah, it'll be a, it'll be news for a couple of days. Then the NFL or NBA will take over. Well, see, if if they do it halfway through a season, that would actually be to me. I need to do it this, in like June, July. Do it when you're not compete. Like when you are the only show in town. Yeah. If you aren't on TV, but baseball's not smart enough to do that. Baseball's not smart enough. They, well, the funny thing is, is it's not baseball. It would be the players well, that the would players, walk out. The players. And if you walked out there, you're giving... Like I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to hurt baseball so that they cave, right? Be careful. Like This is, this is a bad situation. Because again, certain players I think should get paid. Certain guys shouldn't. But the players got completely hoodwinked on the last CBA because they were way too concerned about chefs having their own, having veterans have their own seat on the plane or on the bus in spring training. Veterans not having to take bus rides in spring training. They fought for the wrong issues. And the owners caved on those issues. Yeah. This is the issue. <laughs> I don't for baseball it it'd be a very very bad thing. Okay, cuz you know what saved baseball after the strike? It was a home run race fueled by steroids. That baseball doesn't want to acknowledge happened. They're trying to like this and nothing they happened. Sorry. A blind eye to it. They basically allowed it to happen and that was it's it's funny you bring that up because you know what the first thing that popped into my head was? When Manfred talked about getting that shine back, it's Mark McGuire. First name that came to mind. The home run king. Because who didn't remember McGuire and Bonds, Sosa that year that he... Griffey was there for quite a bit, by the way. 
Don't forget about Griffey. Griffey was always there. He was there, but he but was Griffey in the race. Was never, he was in the three-person race for a little while, and then it just sort of went to two people. And then and then one and then, and then one guy wasn't on the juice, and the yeah. other two were. Yeah. Which again, at that time, <laughs> juice was completely legal. It was. It wasn't illegal. It wasn't so a like, banned substance. Like that's the funny thing. Like the Andro sitting above Mark McGuire's stall. You know why he was so blatant with it out in the open? Because it wasn't illegal. It was fine for him to take that by the rules of Major League Baseball. And don't I don't... Let, if don't you, let it happen. Exactly. And if you get into a situation like that again, I don't know what's saving the game this time around. Because we've already talked about this, just kind of in passing. The age of the game, the average age of fans, the way the game is trending... Won't end well. Nope. Won't end well. We got time for this? uh, Yeah, we got time. I think we'll have some time. Now on to, with all the sports, we've done previews leading up to the beginnings of seasons. We talked about the uh, the NHL, the NFL, the NBA. We... We basically just went. The Warriors are going to win. We'll see what happens. We just did a conference. We did now, more of a conference preview. Than it's either. been a lot more entertaining than I think we could have imagined because now the East has four teams where you yeah. really don't know who's going to come out of it, and it's awesome. The I mean, as a Raptors Con- fan, I really want. I want the Raptors, but like the Eastern Conference playoffs is basically what the NBA what NBA playoffs. That's going to be the most entertaining part of the entire yeah. thing because the finals are going to suck. Probably it's going to suck, but but we're getting to the MLB, so we decide we'd break down the divisions. Give you a preview, how we think guys will finish. And we're going to start off in the National League. The National League East. Yeah. I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to put this team at the top. And the reason they're at the top is because of a signing that I think is coming. If you, <laughs> The issue is if Bryce Harper doesn't sign with the Phillies, they are not the number one team here. No. It's the team you're probably gonna have at number two, but if he if he does sign with that team because they have, for me when I look at the Phillies, they called up so many young relievers last year: a Dubri Ramos, Sir Anthony Dominguez. But they were young and they threw hard. So while some of them had hiccups, they looked really good, and they're young and they're cheap and controllable. Mm-hmm. So that bullpen, those kids are coming back. Jake Arrieta might be past his prime. He's still a very serviceable pitcher. And he's the number two because Aaron Nola is really the guy who's there. Yeah, Aaron Nola's the man. And then you look at Reese Hoskins. Came out of nowhere, looked really good. Odubel Herrera, you're going to need him to have a bounce back year, but he's shown that he can be a very talented player. Cesar Hernandez. You have Scott Kingery, who's like their super utility dude, their, their prospect that they signed to a big contract before he even played in the big leagues. You had some nice pieces. And if you add Bryce Harper to that rotation with that potential pitching staff, like when I look at that Phillies team, very like Zach Eflin finally came and, and looked like the pitcher he was supposed to be years ago because, well, he had both of his knees fixed. He had issues with both knees. And last year, pitched just over 100 innings, but he looked good. Like, the Phillies have these pieces, and they could be an interesting team. But if you parachute Bryce Harper into it, I think you're looking at the division winner. The issue is, if you don't, the team I have in second, which 
Is it a team you have in first? It's a team that I, I actually think is, even with the Bryce Harper signing, I still think it's not going to matter because I think this team is, they're starting to come. It's, <laughs> watch out. So I guess I'll I guess I'll just go down my list. We'll, well do this like we did before. Yeah. And then. For well, for me, for you, I'm assuming your team is the your first place. Your second place team is the Atlanta Braves. Exactly. With Ronald Cooney Jr. and uh, Albies and Sean Newcomb and uh, Freddie Freeman, Freeman, and now Josh, Josh Donaldson, and potentially if they go and get Craig Kimbrell, and maybe. I'm saying Dallas Keiko would be a great fit. On I this think team. he would too because the veteran presence yeah. at the top of the lineup, at uh, the top of the rotation, to slot the kids back a little bit, it's it's a good idea. It it would make a ton of sense, ton of sense for this team. You know, is just, there issues? Yes. Oh yeah. But to say there's not a lot of is- there's any issues on any team in this division is. A stretch because every team's got problems. Oh yeah, especially this division. Okay, especially this division. This division's not very good. It's very winnable for these teams. Last year it was ninety wins that got them the division title, and it was only and only Atlanta can Atlanta win ninety games again. Yeah, can they not? Yeah, because of you know you get rookie slumps. You exactly, get sophomore slumps. All you these have things like the- is Sean Newcomb going to do what he did last year? Is- Mike Fultonavich finally figured it out, but he yeah. only really pitches five to six innings to start. Like now, granted, he had a phenomenal season. Yeah, but can you rely on that to happen a second yeah. year in a row? There's, I f- I feel like if you dropped Bryce Harper <laughs> on that Phillies team, there's less variables. We don't know what Josh Donaldson's going to be in Atlanta. We we just don't know. He's a lottery ticket. Well, exactly. You hope you win. You hope you win on the lottery ticket, Ex- but you can also lose on this lottery ticket. Exactly. At least with Bryce Harper, you kind of know what you're going into. You already are from, for Bryce. He's very familiar with this division. It's not going to be a. There's no feeling out process. I.e. John Carlos Stanton feeling out process in the AL East. Mm-hmm. So for Bryce, it's not that difficult. He's going to get the fucking shit boot out of him though when he goes to Washington. The fact that he went, to, he no. goes to Philly. He goes in division. That, oh, that's going to be bad, but other than that, like, what's the worst? Like, you're going to have Washington, who... I go Washington is the third place team. I think they're division. the third place team. Because they still have too much talent for the Mets to pass them. The Mets, the Knicks, <laughs> the Knicks, the Mets. The Nets are the Knicks. They have the same fucking colors. <laughs> they basically are a joke. And Terrible. Like, two of the worst owners in pro sports. Yeah, like in the Will Ponds and the, James Dolan. James Dolan, who might be selling the team. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll get into that. that, that if that happens. There's been rumors for a while, and if that oh finally boy. happens, then, then remember when there's we were talking about there's fu- no way Kevin Durant and Kyrie are... I'm afraid that both of them are going at this if point. James Dolan sells his stake in the New York Knicks... There's going to be a parade in New York. And it's not going to be for World Series titles. It's going to be for James Dolan finally being gone. But yeah. But yeah. No, back to I, baseball real back quick. Back to baseball. I, I do think that I, we both, I think, have the Nats as the third place team. I think, you know, they are in a somewhat, you know, they're kind of eh, they're kind of not. Like, Anthony Rendon's a stud. Yeah. Juan Soto. He's, he's probably the most underrated star player in baseball. Yeah. Rendon hits 300 every year. He's just, he's he's unbelievable. He's an elite defender at third base. But yeah, you got Juan Soto. You got Trey Turner. You got Max Scherzer. They signed uh, Patrick Corbin. Yeah. 
what Patrick the, Corbin is, we'll find. We're well, gonna see, that's the thing. find out. There's there's a few. That seems issues. like so fucking long ago. But I know. I'm like, holy shit! I I'm know because like, that was the winter like, meetings. Wow! Oh my god, Patrick Corbin! I, had to I pause forgot for about a second him because I was trying to think. I'm like, it is Patrick Corbin, right? He is the one that signed like three months ago. <laughs> I remember Yankee fans freaking out that when he get Patrick yeah. Corbin. I'm like, yeah, well, that's how long ago it was. Yeah. I completely forgot about that. So, so the Phillies, Atlanta is interesting, and then Washington's. That team, though, could never get over the hump even with Bryce. Now, this is weird. Could this be a John Tavares situation where the sum of the, the parts is better than, like... Juan Soto takes over, and Juan Soto's the Matt Barzell of of, of the Washington Nationals baseball franchise? Yeah. Can you imagine? Like, th- there's a, a healthy Adam Eaton. Like, it, it's funny. Like, when I look at the Nats, there's so many question marks. I could see them winning this division. And the funny thing is, I could probably see them winning this division, like... By a few, like if Bryce doesn't end up with the Phillies, say the Nats stay healthy, like you replace Gio Gonzalez with Patrick Corbin in your rotation. It's an upgrade. It's a big upgrade. You lost Bryce, but essentially you're going to replace him with Soto, and you're going to get Adam Eaton back. It, it's interesting, but again. There's so many questions with that Nats team. That's why this whole division is just like the mystery box. It is a mystery box. Because like, I see things about these top three teams that I absolutely love. And then I see plenty of things I hate. What happens if this, you know, we're talking about like, you know, potentially Bryce Harper being just dropped in on the Phillies. The Phillies. Manny Machado signed for a deal that was offered to Bryce Harper. I just thought of this as we were talking about it. Why don't Bryce just goes to the Nats and say, look, make it 320, make it 325, I'll sign. Everybody's happy. There's not this, we no, no waiting out period. No, like, I got to get a new jersey. Considering his agent, attachment to the Lerner family. Scott Boris and fucking, the Lerner family are very if, tight. If, it's, if this is all for just Bryce Harper to re-sign for 10 years at $325 million in in Washington, I'm flipping a chair. I'm flipping a oh, chair. I'm gonna lose it. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna so lose it. Like, this is the thing: is that if he signs there, then it it, it works out for the Phillies, and and I'm shooting them up and into being contenders for the division. Yeah, easily with the with the with the with the Braves, and we kind of push the Phillies back down to like you're gonna be around here in the third spot. Let's think. Like, I would completely flip them. I'd keep Atlanta in second, but if you put Bryce back on that team. I'd say that would be the team to beat. Yeah. Even though the Braves did beat them last year. But again, oh man, it's it's going to be interesting. Because again, we I look at these teams, and these top three all have huge question marks. However, they don't have near the size of the question marks oh, in the next body. team. Oh, buddy. Oh, boy. The Knicks, the, the Mets, Mets, the Mets, the Knicks, the, 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 the orange and the, the orange and blue, blue team versus in New York. The, the orange and blue teams in New York. The sideshow, the circus. You know, the circus goes to goes to Madison Square Garden. Someone please save Jacob DeGrom. <laughs> we tried. Him. Oh, I, 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 I talked to Brian Cashman. I, I tried. <laughs> he said no. He says he wasn't going to give up everything for him. He says, I'll just wait for free agency, and then I'll give him everything. Um, but the Washington, it's like, the Washington, when I look at the Mets, <laughs> just on paper, though, I can make an argument that this team is actually pretty good. And they'll do well the first three weeks of the season. Because think about it. You have Jacob DeGrom. 
Noah Syndergaard. Can Steven Matt start to figure it out? Uh, Wheeler took a huge step last year. You had a nice rotation. Solid-looking rotation. And then the names around the infield are great. Cano, Frazier, Lowry. Lowry. Yeah, they did. McNe- uh, the, the kid that came up. Oh, what's his name? I don't think it's McNe... Oh, uh, this is going to drive me nuts. Brandon Nimmo? No, no. The second baseman that they called up who who had the type of Brent, the season that Brandon Nimmo had the year before where he got like 200 at-bats at the very end of the season. This is going to drive me nuts because I'm actually... He's on a... He's on a list of uh, of guys I'm paying attention to. Oh, this is going to drive me absolutely insane that I just forgot his name right now. Alonzo, no. No. Mets second baseman. Meet the Mets. The but Brandon Nimmo's Mets. another guy that you could throw into there. Uh, Conforto. Yeah, Conforto, hopefully a bounce back year they, potentially for him. Like, they brought, like, uh, it, it, like their catcher, they brought in Wilson Ramos. I like and I like Wilson. No, Ramos. but that's what I mean. Like I look at these names and I'm like, these names are great. And then I remember that they wear orange blue, and that is not a pretty color. Well, let's think because then you start thinking about some of these guys' ages. Todd Frazier's 33. He's coming off some injuries in the worst season of his career. Robbie Cano just got suspended for steroids. I know they have Edwin Diaz because they got him with Robbie Cano, but you traded for Jeff, a closer. Was it Jeff McNeil? That's it. I yeah. thought it was McNeil. I, I thought for a second his name wasn't McNeil, and I was mashing yeah. things together. But Jeff McNeil. He's old, too. He's 26. But he's a very – Brandon Nimmo was 25. Yeah, and, and 225 at-bats. And the thing is, it's the same type of guy. He's a left-handed bat with a with a high on base and a high contact rate. Yeah. Like he'll be, he'd be a good leadoff guy. But I don't know if he's going to play leadoff because now you got Chad Lowry and Robbie Cano, and apparently Robbie Cano is going to play first base. But you got Todd Frazier. You got a lot of stuff that doesn't make any sense. You got a lot of square pegs, and you got a lot of triangle holes. You have a fantasy baseball team, is what you have. Yeah, but the problem is, is you have a fantasy baseball team from like 2012. I guess this is what happens when you put an agent in charge of a team and then he just goes and acquires all of his former clients. Because Cano was one of his former clients and so was Lowry. I love watching the Mets implode. It's See, you want to know something? If I was the Mets, I'm surprised they didn't sign Bryce Harper. I'm really surprised. They don't have any money. Find it. That's that's why. Like, Sell yourself. In order for them to get Cano's giant contract, this was the best part. In order for them to get Cano's contract... They actually traded bad contracts that end sooner. They signed Jay Bruce last year. <laughs> and he's a he's a member of the Seattle Mariners. Because Seattle really needed to get rid of Robbie Cano's contract coming off that steroid suspension. If I'm them, I would have just said... Yeah, there's a lot of street corners in the city of New York. A lot of street corners. You can whore yourself out to a thousand chicks for 50 bucks. You'll start making money, man. I'm telling you. It's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea. Oh, Are we going to talk about the other team in the division? Well, there's the, well the before, other? before we even get to that, there's 50 feet of shit. And then there's that team. The Oakland Raiders. Then there's another 50 feet of shit. Then you have the Ottawa Senators. And then there's only 12 feet of shit. Because the auto centers are pretty, they might, they might be right there. With they the might actually, you know what? In fact, they share a spot. With and then, then there's your boy Jeter just waving with that giant ugly statue behind him. Love Jeter. Welcome to Miami. Thank you, Jeets. I, how much time do we need to spend on this? They're going to be dead last, and they're going to be trying to get the first <laughs> overall pick in baseball. 
That's pretty straightforward. They hired Jorge, Jorge Posada. The, he's just bringing in all the old Bernie, Yankees. Eh? I think Bernie's going to sing the national anthem next in, uh, opening day. Yeah, and then the ne- yeah, and then Andy Pettit's going to be. The we can drive down. We can, we we can drive down to Miami. To Mo watch will a, be there randomly. I can tell you this much: we could drive down to Miami right now. Not right now. Actually, in a couple weeks when they have a home stretch, we could buy tickets for a game. And we will and sit front row. We will spend. We can sit beside Marlins man. We can sit beside Marlins man. We will spend less on the tickets for the front row at a Marlins game for three game series than we will on gas and food driving to and from Toronto to Miami. One hundred percent easy, guaranteed. And these are front row seats at a baseball game on the mesh behind home yeah. plate. Like I can I dead can, center the two seats that sit directly behind home plate. Like I'd be in umps here all night. All strike time. to strike. You can't see. It's a strike. You just be there like, Robbie, it's okay. It's all right, Robbie. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> but yeah, like I, I don't think there's much time we need to spend on the Marlins because they're pretty bad. They're they're legitimately going to be going for the first overall pick. They have no pitching. Like Tanking, it, tanking done correctly oh, is a good is, thing. This is tanking a good, whole Could you imagine that the, the Miami Marlins were This like, is actually, you know what the Miami Marlins are? They're the Houston Astros from five years ago. That's what they're trying to do. Yeah. yeah. Like they're gonna try trying and dead last so many times. Just don't trust Mark Appel. Remember that name? Yep, Mark Appel. Yep. I love first Mark. overall pick. Didn't work out. Yikes! Better luck. But than- that's that's been the last word podcast. I'm Steve Artabello. I'm Angela Lippa. You can find us on, like I said before, Apple, iTunes, Spotify, all that other stuff. Make sure to follow along. And watch, our luck, Bryce Harper's going to sign. Bryce Harper's signing in like five minutes. <laughs> exactly. And I'm going to be on my drive home, and I'm going to get the notification. I'm going to have to turn around. We're going to have to edit, the, do an amendment to the podcast. Yeah. Last time we just recorded the, re-recorded the whole Yeah, thing. that's exactly what happened. But it's not a bad idea. But until then, we'll see you later. Take care. My nigga, they scamming, they swiping them cards. I am so high that I'm talking to stars. I'm going at them jiggers, I'm popping them bars. Don't mind my pimping. Bitch, don't sweat me. Chopper got a kick, call that shit Jelly. Sauce gang dripped up. What is your recipe? Gon' get an L. If a nigga try testing me, whole lot of money, whole lot of dollar. Hit the party, 50 D, number my shoulders. Nigga tried me, so you know I had to pop. So many bullets that can free